Welcome to a new year with Talking About You with Estra, radio and podcast. Bringing car accident support to the injured, those facing insurance company and employer ERISA challenges, covert and overt surveillance against those involved in collisions, along with car accident general topics. This is Estra from Seattle, Washington, USA. Opening up the lines of communication to those involved in car wrecks or those interested in making life better for the millions dealing with car accident collision concerns. If this is you, dial in today to the program and be a part of the solution. Don't let fear stop you from helping others. Believe me, we are all in this together. Let's get talking. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is Estra from Seattle, and I'm glad to talk about the State Constitution Series. It's part two, to let every one of you know that we can all know our rights and be able to stand up for what we believe in. It's so important. State Constitution Basics for Everyday People Series, part two, is a continuation. You can always listen to the previous shows here on Talking About You with Estra on Block Talk Radio, iTunes, com, and com. It's about serving you with information and tools that make a difference in the life of people injured in collisions or dealing with insurance claims, CI, or anyone else for that matter. The bottom line is to be protected by the laws in place and get legislation passed to protect us when we're vulnerable. Many policyholders find themselves in a position of ignorance by design. The less we know about how things work, it makes it more difficult to protect ourselves and easier to be abused. But guess what? Those days are coming to an end because we want to educate and protect ourselves by starting with basics of state constitution fundamentals, separating the truth from fiction means deception, lies, or misrepresentation won't work to one-on-one, and frequently asked questions, as you'll see tonight, standing up for what is right, fair, and just begins. Now, 718-766-4385 with your story tonight. This really is about you. I, Esther, want to know what you've been through or you're going through during your car accident claim. Keep this number handy for Saturday night. It's 718 718- 766-4385. As a reminder, there are 35 sections in this first article of the Washington State Constitution. Most states have similar articles. Definition comes from Ballotpedia, and it defines a state constitution is the governing document of the United States. Comparable to the United States Constitution, which is the governing document of the United States. So basically, that's looking at it on a state level versus on a national level. If you have ever wondered why most insurance companies transfer court cases to federal court versus state court, the rules often lean in their favor versus cases being tried in state court, which leans to policyholders. So don't be surprised if you end up in court and your insurance company tries to move it from state to federal, where they have an edge. I call it where it just don't remember what has happened in the past. It's so 
Library of Congress, which says, quote, the Articles created a loose confederation of sovereign states and was a weak central government, leaving most powers within state government. The need for a stronger federal government soon became apparent and eventually led to the Constitution Convention in 1787. That's the end of the definition. But therefore, when Trump says he wants to turn more things back in the hand of the state, it's not a solution. Americans have been there and done that. State laws tend to be less productive than federal laws. This is one reason why Obamacare is so important. This insurance plan brought all states into fair, just protection for all people. Let me say that again. Not just for some states, but all states. In contrast to the Ryan Trump care, which will leave millions behind with less regulations and enforcement for everyday people. Meaning that it won't be even close to being equal in every state. Depending on where you live, your health care might be stripped political power, and it was defined by WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks, that's really funny, by Wikipedia. Quote, in social science and politics, power is the ability to influence or outright control the behavior of people. The term authority is often used for power perceived as legitimate by the social structure that is us. Power can be seen as evil or unjust, but the exercise of power is accepted as endemic to humans as social change. That's the end quote for that. From my perspective, though, power is something we all have and choose to use in the way that we see fit. January was demonstrated by the people marching to keep Obamacare. Yes, this is power, right? Yes, that is power. But so is Speaker Ryan's determination to take it from you by presenting his own health care and Trump supporting this effort when it's not what the people want. Let me say that again. It is not what the majority of people want. So the fight for power continues in town halls across America. We don't want this new plan and will continue to fight against it. Why? Because it hurts us. If it was great for us, we'd all be running for it. It's only when we give up our power to others that it becomes unjust and unfair, often an action of greed in America. And we know who's doing the greed part. It's not 99% of us. As long as we continue to fight for what is right, like ensured civil rights legislation, protections will eventually bend towards justice. I sure hope so. <laughs> Maybe somebody else over there doesn't agree. It is a right we will continually have to fight for in each generation because there will always be someone there ready to take what isn't theirs and doesn't belong to them. This is our next definition. And I don't know if you noticed, the people who drafted our Constitution must have known some of the most important issues to actually roll into one another. I don't know if you noticed that. But the next definition we're going to have is personal rights. We got it from U.S. Legal, and it says, quote, Personal rights refer to the rights which a person has in relation strictly to the duties owed to him by others and the wrongs consequent to the breach or violation of such duties. Right, I had to get another one because that was a little bit, the terminology wasn't as clear, so I also got the legal dictionary one that says, quote, personal rights held by individuals which are not bestowed 
by law, custom, or belief, and which cannot be taken or given away or transferred to another person, are referred to as inalienable rights. They are beyond the control of the government, being naturally given to every individual at birth and retained throughout their life. So those are personal rights. Now, wouldn't it be nice if dignity was added into personal rights? How often of this valuable possession due to the greed of others? This can happen by our next definition. We can actually regain our dignity with our personal rights. And we can do this how we came through learning to do. Right to petition, which means, quote, the freedom includes the right to gather signatures in support of a cause and to lobby legislative bodies for or legislation that makes it equal for insurers and insurance companies, insurers, that means us, the policyholders, and insurers to be treated equally under the law instead of, in my opinion, it's really slanted on their behalf. But I'll go ahead and get back before I really get off on that one. It says, I'm just going to go back and read right to petition. It says, quote, and this is by learning to give. This freedom includes the right to gather signatures in support of a cause and to lobby legislative bodies for or against legislation, like for insurance civil rights legislation, which would make it fair and equal on both sides for the insured, which is us, or the insured, instead of having power assigned to the insurance companies and leaving a lot of us in a bad position. The right to present requests to the government or reprisal. So this is how we shall get insurance civil rights legislation passed. We must show that we will stand against the injustices many face when denied insurance benefits, settlements, or deal with surveillance as a reprisal or punishment when we stand up for our rights. Are you ready to fight? I sincerely hope so, because your signature is going to be needed to bring this legislation to pass. Be ready to stand up for yourself and others who face these same issues for decades. We deserve the respect and dignity promised when we signed up for insurance and before collision. Letting insurers creep by without doing what is right has got to change. Which brings us to the definition right of assistance. And we've got this definition from dictionary.com. It goes, quote, a group of persons or things gathered or collected, an assembly, a collection, aggregate, the act of assembly, state of assembled. So what's the best example of this? The march is taking place all over the country. We have the right to assemble. Sometimes a permit is required to do so, and police bring batons, sprays, military equipment for intimidation purposes. Yet we as citizens of this country have the right to peacefully change. Which brings up the question, are we as Americans still standing for our rights or becoming more of a dictator country than in the past? This is a topic for another day. But I'm just saying, all right, Google defines freedom of speech as the right to express any opinion without censorship or restraint. How many places have you felt censorship on what you said? Conformity prevents many people from growing into whom they really are, but it sacrifices who you'll become. So remember, in this country so far, you indeed have the right of free speech. 
objected to the first five sections of Article 1 on Washington State's Constitution. And I hope these definitions have kind of given you a basic of what the understanding is so that as we go through each one of the sections and the articles, it gives more meat to your understanding. So in a minute, we'll be right back and start the Articles of the Constitution. All right, thank you for joining me, Astra in Seattle. And here we go on talking about the Constitution and the actual sections. Now that we have some history, let's go down and take a look at one of the articles, sections one through five, in the Washington State Constitution. I want to start off by what it says. It says, We, the people of the state of Washington, grateful to the supreme ruler of the universe, our liberties do ordain this Constitution, and it says Washington State Constitution. I want just to share something with you that I found interesting, that all 50 states state God as the supreme ruler of the universe. So our country has really been rooted in uh, deep religious beliefs that you go through and look at our Constitution. So Article 1 is the Declaration of Rights. And I said earlier how they had actually made this a, they had thought this through in a way in which they set these declarations up in the the sections of each one. So number one is political power. And it's defined as all political power is inherent in the people and governments derive their just powers from the consent of the governed. I want to read that again because that's so important. It's a, a lot of times it's being left out. This states. And governments derive their just power, not their superior power, power, not their privileged power, not power that they can steal, it says. And governments derive their just powers from the consent of the governed. That means us, people. It means they are governed by us, not the reverse. In other words, they, basically what I was trying to say was that they are governed by us. We are not governed by them. And the rest goes, and are established to protect and maintain individual rights. Did you hear that? You didn't say that it's the rights of corporations and that they have more rights than uh, individual rights. It says, and establish and protect and maintain individual rights. So let me read this whole thing to you with all the important points in place. For political power, which is Section 1 of Washington State's Constitution, it says, all political power is inherent in the people, and governments derive their just powers from the consent of the governed and are established to what? Protect and maintain individual rights. So hopefully that will give you something to think of what somebody actually tells you. The government is the one who has to say it's not. It's the people who run the government. Okay, so we have Article 1. Declaration rights, we're going to go to the section two, which is supreme law of the land. And it says, quote, the Constitution of the United States is the supreme law of the land. And this one I'm not as impressed with because, in my opinion, a lot of corporations and Wall Street uses a lot of things and 
this particular section to be able to take advantage of me, the average person. But what it basically says, my opinion, is that if the United States, and that's the federal, is involved in the state, that the Constitution of the United States is the supreme law of the land. So if it's, if it's in the law, it's the supreme law, the supreme law of the land. So Washington Constitution, and we're still in Article 1, which is the Declaration of Rights, uh, Section 3 is about personal rights, and we often hear this a lot. No person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, right? So they can't come and take things from you and not offer you compensation, by the way, if it's maybe the government wanting to run a new highway to your front door. So they can't just say, hey, we're going to take your, your house because we need to run. They have to compensate you for what they do, and there's some rules to that. But it says no person shall be deprived of life, liberty or property without due process of law. So if somebody's trying to uh, do things to you that are not legal, you can say, hey, no, you go take a look at Section 3 of Article 1, the Declaration of Rights, because it tells me no person shall be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. So they can't just come do it just because they want to. All right, the next section is Section 4, and it's the right of petition and assemblage, okay? And it reads, quote, the right of petition of the people peaceably to assemble for the common good shall never be abridged. You know, so maybe we should tell that to law enforcement when they're bringing their, you know, their, their powder or pepper spray and clubs and whatever they're going to use to intimidate that that's not what they're supposed to do. But potentially, when we're assembling peacefully. So let me read this again. This is assemblage, okay? So you can do both of those. You have a right to petition and you have a right for assemblage, okay? It says the right of petition and of the people peacefully to assemble for what the common good shall never be abridged. In other words, we know what's good for us and what's not, and that's why you see so many of us right now in town hall. We know this Trump Bryan healthcare package is not for the common good. It's for the common wealthy folks, not the ones who need the help, need the care. And you're, you're hearing people coming out all over the country talking about how Obamacare has saved their lives. They're not making up these stories. They, this is their life. You can actually probably go and look at a lot of them and see that the suffering that they have uh, been exposed to or will be exposed to uh, the passage of this new Trump Ryan health care life, at least from my perspective. So. You're looking at Obamacare, you're looking at the Ryan Trump or Trump Ryan healthcare, compare them and see which one really seems like it's looking out for the people and which ones are looking out for themselves. Okay. So the next one and the last one we're going to do, right, is Section 5. It's freedom of speech, right? It is also in Article 1, the Declaration of Rights. And remember, we have to get through, we don't have to. We're going to get through approximately 35 of these sections just in Article 1 and expound on them so we make sure that you know how to declare your rights and what that means. So the freedom of speech says, quote, every person may speak freely, write, and publish on all subjects. If they want to hear no, it says all subjects being responsible for the abuse of that right, right? So you have to, you can't say, well, I have this freedom and forget everyone else. You, you still have to, to have that you know, kind of respect for other people.
people's daughters. It doesn't mean you can't do what you need to do, but it has to be done, of course, to uh, a responsible way. So let me read this again. It says, every person may what? Speak freely. What else? Write freely. What else? Publish freely on all subjects. Now, this doesn't mean that certain people are not going to want you to write about what you want. And guess what? They are going to try to block about is it's it's a it's the Washington State Constitution and it's basically it's opening and it says we the people of the state of Washington grateful to the supreme ruler of the universe for our liberties do ordain this constitution and that's the Washington State uh, opening to the Constitution in Article One Section One which is political power states all political power is inherent in the people. And governments derive their just power from the consent of the governed and are established to protect and maintain individual rights. The second section in Article 1 is the supreme law of the land. And it says, quote, the Constitution of the United States is the supreme law of the land. Section 3, which is a personal right of Article 1 of the Declaration of Rights, says, no person shall be derived, should be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process. And section four is the right of petition and assemblage of Article One. It says, the right of petition and of the people peaceably assemble for the common good shall never, the word is never, be abridged. And lastly, is Section 5, the freedom of speech for Article 1. It says, every person may speak freely, write, and publish on all subjects, being responsible for the abuse of that right. This means you have rights. And once you understand them, then people can't just walk over you anymore. You can stand up and say, I know what my rights are, 
and you violating my my rights, there is going to be a penalty in those. But be sure to stand tall and say, enough is enough. I'm learning about my basic, everyday constitutional rights. And we'll be right back. In a 217 Car Accident Weekly Planner, there needs to be places where you can write your own notes, save information that uh, you need to retrieve at a later date, and be able to, ask, to be able to document things that are important to your case. And this is the reason why I designed 217 Car Accident Weekly Planner with an injured person in mind. So let's talk about what you, as an injured person, would find helpful in a car accident weekly planner. And we'll go over what I have in this planner to be helpful. I personally know how difficult life can be after being involved in a traffic collision. In most cases, the time, energy, recovery, and money required makes this journey difficult. And therefore, having wisdom and knowledge at your disposal can alleviate pain, suffering, and prepare you for the challenges from auto insurance, employers, long-term disability insurance, Social Security, attorneys, or anyone else who comes along on your journey. When in a car wreck, focusing on recovery and directing how life moves forward becomes important. There will be challenges yet they can be overcome with creativity, hopefulness, determination, and rest. Find a hobby or join me as an advocate to improve the lives of people injured by supporting insured civil rights legislation to be passed by Congress. Take care of yourself and remember that I am here for you. My website at estruscarwreckhelp.com You'll find legitimate links here and answers. Best recovery to you, Estra. It's really important to take the time and be able to recover. There's always so many more things, and typically it takes a lot more time to get through things when you're not well. It's really important to take your time and know that just because you have so many things that need to be done in a day, you don't necessarily have to accomplish that. But on a lighter note, I want to wish every mother out there a happy Mother's Day this weekend and to let you know that all that you do is appreciated, although many times mothers don't get that thank you that they need. And a lot of mothers are working at positions where they don't get paid uh, as much as men on the same job. So, a lot of women aren't making that full dollar every hour. They're making maybe 80 cents. And if you're a person of color, you're you typically even making less. But the good news is, is that no matter what you're doing and how hard you're working, even if you're injured in a car accident and you're, you're out there without the support, know one thing, that you will make it, and there are other people out there just like you in that same position. And on that thought, we're going to actually take a moment from a blast from the past, and we're going to talk about how to de-stress after a car accident. Are you ready to exhale all the stress in your life? 
Make room for better things. Make the choice each day to de-stress. Life is too short to fill it with worry. Choose instead to be solution-oriented. Any time of day can be used to de-stress. In fact, taking regular intervals to check one's stress levels may help to keep it in check. Remember how your priorities changed the day of the car accident? Did your perspective change about what was important? It is only after serious concerns drop down a level or two, it is easier changing back into old habits. Some injured, however, do not get this level soon due to worries about cost of medical bills and other things. The good news about this is, first, you are still here after a collision, and second, you cannot squeeze blood, or in this case, money, out of you that you do not have. Therefore, do the very best you can and be accepting of this, even perhaps when others, especially creditors, are not. Obamacare has helped many people to survive medical costs, yet they can still be very expensive. It's one of the best options still around. Taking control back from Wall Street regarding medical care, insurance, and other employer benefits, wages could go a long way in reducing the suffering in many American families. First, let me tell you why the stress levels are so high today, and then we'll work on reducing those levels. Sometimes you have to know why you are there in order to move to a different place. Last week was the first Democratic debate for the 2016 election, and the statistics about our welfare has improved during the Obama administration in spite of Republican strongholds, but... What remains are far too many poor who used to be middle-class people. By the way, as mentioned last week, Congress, Secretary Burwell, and President Obama coming together to review insurance determinations would make a big difference in the lives of policyholders injured in a collision. As Bernie Sanders said on the debate stage, Wall Street controls Congress. Congress does not control Wall Street. And this hurts almost every American family. There was a time when Wall Street put the country first, but in my opinion, this is no longer so. There certainly are global entities which create a larger market for them to use, perhaps not necessarily in a good way. If only these individuals in Wall Street thought if they were treated with the disrespect and low wages, the impact it would have on their lives, Perhaps they would change their business practices. In society today, we talk about many addictions, but the one that needs the most discussion is rarely talked about, the addiction to money, which may be one of the worst ones of all. Perhaps Wall Street needs to be sent to the Betty Ford Clinic of Money Addiction so they can step away to see the impact on themselves and others. How much money has Congress taken away from the people and given it to Wall Street? Let's share some of the statistics coming out of the debate. There were 9 million jobs lost, 5 million homes foreclosed. But how does $13 trillion disappear? 
Was this the money placed on plats in the Middle East that President Bush ordered that we still don't know where it went? Seventy percent of the United States citizens earned the same amount from a decade ago. This alone in today's economy makes it clear why so many Americans are stressed. Real income is not being placed into our economy, but fossil fuel industry is financing the Republican Party to keep the rest of us in poverty and their incomes beyond the reach of those who seek equality for all. Personally, I believe Bernie Sanders is right when he says millions of Americans stand up to change the direction of this country, meaning a new revolution which requires everyone in this country to vote, putting those holding political office who work only for themselves and Wall Street out of office. The level of high stress, lack of hope, and opportunity will indeed get worse on this same track. When citizens are more informed about the latest entertainment information than insurance, banking, employers' policies, and their impact on your life, this may be as Wall Street likes it, but frankly, it hurts most Americans. The current structure of corporate power in the United States is not designed to improve the country, but the pockets of only a few at the top whose directions have little to do with Main Street's needs or desires. Ask those 40 million student loan recipients paying Wall Street for their education. Even the changes that President Obama implemented has not curbed the pain these students are under. As if this was not enough to cause stress, imagine being in a collision and then having to face disability surveillance after filing an insurance claim. How often do we hear about the amount of money not paid out to insurance policyholders under this tactic? Isn't this just a blatant disrespect of the injured's Fourth Amendment rights? Isn't this just another way insurance, employers, or Social Security being held hostage by Wall Street halts income being passed back to Main Street? Keeping people poor and full of lack furthers the distance between the citizens being able to stand up for their rights. The forefathers of this country must have anticipated such an action by instituting one man, one vote. Because when one side has all the money, which in this case is less than 1% of the people, the 99% need to be able to balance back this equation. In other words, lean the scales back towards justice. When technology is used to follow you through GPS, license plates, drones, Internet, However Wall Street chooses to use it against Main Street at their discretion, we no longer have privacy and lose many of our ways of life. And how is this done? Through fear and intimidation in most cases. The Patriot Act isn't about anything more than spying and control. Where is the home of the brave? It takes millions of brave citizens to stand up and vote to return the rights to citizens. Where is the land of the free? The average consumer debt is over 25000 at exorbitant interest rates, which many will never see themselves free from. If citizens want to be free again, then predatory lending must come to an end. Wall Street will not stop this. Main Street must vote them out of Congress, vote in those who will put an end to this. After you hear about Social Security, Medicare, food stamps, or other social services fraud, when the real fraud is the $100 billion of Wall Street with no jail time, 
No one went to jail for the collapse of our economy or the dissolution of our middle class. Life just went on for Wall Street and a recovery for them with Main Street money. Therefore, when seeking where fraud lies, I recommend looking at those who create it, don't pay the penalty, and look down on the poor and place their shame upon them. Those who do the best they can with what they have, with the little knowledge Wall Street has allowed them to acquire. And this little knowledge keeps most people poor and hopeless. So why so much stress? Because the country's GDP, which should belong to the people, actually 65% belongs to Wall Street. And they certainly are not sharing how much of the rest of the GDP is owned by China or other countries. If you are feeling stressed, you have a right to be. And if a car accident has been added to these problems, it isn't surprising not knowing whether to turn left or right to resolve your problems. De-stressing means moving the obstacles in the way and replace them with actions which help to promote healing, recovery, hopefulness, opportunity, and a respect for all people. First, exhale. Feel the pressure that is being held within. Where is it coming from? How long has it been there? Are you just reacting to the pressures instead of solving the problems? Second, are you placing too much emphasis on the issue? The most important person in this equation is you. Loving yourself in the most difficult circumstances creates a better outcome and allows you to be your best advocate. In insurance claim scenarios, corporations have been refining their strategies for generations. You, however, have an insignificant amount of knowledge about the situation than they do, along with limited help. Therefore, when challenging these multi-billion dollar, typically global companies, know some of them operate in bad faith against insurance policyholders. This is why it is so important to share what you have learned with others and express concerns to Congress in order for a change to happen. Insurance companies hurting policyholders is wrong, whether they are the carriers, employers, or SSDI. Thirdly, be solution-driven rather than problem-oriented. Concentrating on resolutions-focused decision-making that moves policyholders forward. Do all that you can to find solutions to concerns. Sometimes this will be tough. But keep moving forward until you are out of the situation and let the chips fall where they may. Be proud of the actions taken. It takes strength and courage to see difficult problems through to the end. Number four, think on good things each day. There is some beauty which surrounds us daily if we're willing to look. Remove the cloudy and rainy thoughts. When happy thoughts occur... When thoughts of what makes you happy occur, reliving those moments encourages us to make new ones. Smile each day for you, at you. It's amazing how this can lift your spirits. Hold on to memories which help give life more purpose and create new ones each day which reminds you that you can make more. Fifth, 
There will be people who attempt to make life miserable for you. This can be harassers placed in your path by insurance companies, employers, SSDI, among other things. They can be people already in your life, and sometimes it may be just an unexpected circumstance. You cannot control all the things that happen in your day, but you can refuse to allow the actions or situations of others to steal your joy. Refuse to relinquish it. Give misery back to the person who's trying to give it to you. Tell them, no, thank you. My day is better without the drama. And solutions can be found without the drama. Lastly, de-stressing is about giving way to the good things in life, acknowledging the bad things, but not getting stuck in this place. Because if you practice number four of thinking on good things, Alternatives to find resolutions will come your way. Spend more time exhaling at the time of struggle than being tense. It's a much better alternative. Thank you for joining me. Well, that was really wonderful. I enjoyed that. Sometimes it just takes a minute to stop and reflect and get out of what circumstances you're actually in in that moment and realize that life is going to get better and things are going to move on. Instead of actually uh, doing our second one blast from the past, since it is Mother's Day weekend to you, one of the articles on estraseattle.com that you can go out and take a look at. And for Mother's Weekend, it's called A Mother's Love Gives So Much. And it says, Motherhood, excuse me, it says, Mother's, Throughout the world, each day often give more to those they love than have for themselves. There's an inner strength and courage to get through another day with hope and determination to ensure survival of their families for another season. Taking one day out of 365 to say, thank you, Mother, means a lot to so many. Oftentimes, the life of motherhood has few thankful moments, yet those heartfelt emotions when a child or loved one express deep appreciation only a mother's special touch makes less painful. Therefore, take a few seconds this weekend to say, I love you, mother. It will mean a lot to her, not because she expects it, but because this reminds her that you care. A simple phone call, a text message, stopping by to say hello, a basic card sent in the mail, taking her out for a meal, or any activity or action that shows love is appreciated. What if your mother has recently been in a car accident? Is she dealing with an insurance company who is known not for paying policyholders? Is her pain level so high that there is little she can do? Are you unsure what can be done to help? Simply ask her what she needs to be more comfortable. A simple note of love with this website, estraseattle.com, may this link actually says a simple note of love with this with this website link of estraseattle.com may bring comfort and peace by knowing there is a place to turn. You can also add one of Esther's mugs, but she will remember that she is not alone. And you can go out actually to estherseattle.com 
and see the mug. It's a beautiful mug. It's for fourteen ninety nine, and it shows uh, Esther the logo with a car accident help, but it tells your mother, "I'm thinking of you," and it's a great mug. Have you decided to let your mother know just how special she is on Mother's Day? It will give both of you time to reflect on your relationship and how significant it is to have each other in life. Happy Mother's Day to you and yours. And that's the end of the article on estraseattle.com. Thank you for joining me, Astra, for part two series of the State Constitution Basics for Everyday People. And why is it better to have a good offense? And that's me knowing your constitutional rights, because you'll be in a position to protect yourself and challenge those who may be on the attack. Many insurance policyholders find themselves in a position of ignorance about what their rights are when dealing with a collision. And it's no fun to be there. So it's always best to know what your rights are, can do about it. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you and your mother have a great weekend this week. A great weekend this weekend. (laughs) Did you enjoy the format for talking about you with Estra today? Let me know at Estra's Radio Show on Twitter or Talking About You with Estra on Facebook. The more we know about our rights concerning a car accident, the better off the injured will be. Thanks for your participation today in the program. Until next week, drive safe, be hopeful, and help each other. This is Estra, your car accident advocate in Seattle, Washington, USA. When you need me, I'll be here at estrascarwreckhelp.com. Again, that website is estracarwreckhelp.com. That's one full word. I hope to hear from you soon.